0: Hi everyone, welcome back to this episode of kindergarten kept simple. I'm Mariah and today I am joined by my first ever guest and I'm so excited because we're going to be talking about how to make your prep more effective, which I'm pretty sure is something that we can all use a little bit of help on. So I am delighted to welcome my guest Lauren. Thank you so much for coming and being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's lovely to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you are in the country, what you teach, what your jam is, all that?
1: Yeah, for sure. So my name is Lauren. I am from BC in Canada and I have taught French Immersion and Core French. uh, And now I support uh, language teachers, specifically uh, French teachers um, in their classrooms. And I support them with um, making the most of their time, um, supporting their different levels of their their students and the different levels that they have in their classroom and really um, feeling more, less stressed and more at ease in the classroom.
0: And did this come for you because you were finding yourself feeling really stressed and not at ease so you started to develop your own systems?
1: Yeah, I remember uh, at one point, I remember laying down on the ground in my classroom and I had those kind of like, I had these like green and blue Ikea pillows and this old carpet. And I remember laying there and feeling like, how am I possibly going to make it through the school day? because like even the smell of the, it was like teenagers mixed with pillows. Um, with like old pillows and old carpet. And I was laying there and I was so nauseated. And I was like, how am I going to make it through the day? Um, Because I was pregnant. (laughs) I don't know if you can relate. (laughs) Uh, And I was like, Oh, my gosh, I can't depend on my hard work and on my time anymore, because I just don't have that energy. I just don't have that time. So how am I going to make it work? So it was really in that moment that I thought, I need to do something different. I need to create systems so that this is more sustainable because the way I had been teaching before just wasn't going to work for me long term.
0: Totally. And I know that you said your experience is mostly in upper years, but I think all of us kindergarten teachers here and educators can agree that there is a certain smell that often (laughs) lingers near the carpet.
1: Yes, and... And 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 actually, before I was in, um, I before I was in high school, I always thought I was going to be in elementary because I used to work in primary. Like I started, I've done like pre-K and Montessori and kindergarten, and then I've kind of like moved my way on up, and then the highest I've taught is grade eleven. So I've really done a huge, huge range. (laughs) Totally,
0: that's amazing. Yeah. Right. Well. Prep is obviously something that is different, kind of all over the country, in terms of how much time people are getting, what the expectations are, and all of that. I know in Ontario, it kind of on average is like 40 minutes a day. And then once during the week, you might get a double prep, but this isn't the same for everyone. Our educators who work in our classrooms with us, early childhood educators often don't get any prep. Sometimes they can like sneak it in during recess if they do a trade-off or whatever, but prep time is really so precious. And I know that, it can just pass away in the blink of an eye sometimes. Mm -hmm. I was definitely like a hider. I would go find somewhere quiet so that I wasn't distracted by anyone and get as much done as I could so I didn't have to work at home. But I know it can be really hard for people to kind of move away from the social aspect or the taking it as a full break aspect and then Mm -hmm. make it a more productive use of their time. So I'm super excited to talk to you today about kind of your best tips for that. So I'll definitely take your lead on this episode yeah. if you want to start guiding us through those
1: definitely so i have well i have a few tips to share with you all today um and i absolutely agree like i have worked with teachers Um, who, you know, who have that 40 minutes, sometimes have longer blocks. But then I have teachers who say, I have 20 minutes for prep time. I have 30 minutes for prep time. By the time I get my kids out the door, they're lining up to go to music. I sit down, I clean up my desk. I've got 10 minutes left. Like my prep time goes so fast. Um, And so when we can make better use of our prep times, it can make a huge, huge impact on how we feel at school, how we feel like how our students are doing, how much we can support them. It can really make a big impact. And just a few tweaks can can make, that big change? Oh,
0: I'm so excited to hear them. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: So the first is one mistake that I hear teachers talking about is they say, oh, I'm going to work on something. I am going to work on my report cards. I'm going to work on my progress reports. I'm going to work on building centers. And the issue with that is when we say we're going to work on something, that is something like in our I guess in the way that we speak on a regular basis even we teach our students to work on something but the problem with that is, is it doesn't let leave us feeling like we've actually accomplished something because we don't know whether it's complete or not. So when you say work on something and you work on your report cards you have no like it doesn't really give you that sense of feeling like I actually did what I set out to do. So instead one thing that I share with teachers is instead of working on something produce a result. So when you sit down to do sit in your prep time, and you're going to do something, have a clear idea of what you're going to complete during that prep time. And it can be small, it can just be saying, I'm going to create the comments for one subject for my progress reports, or I'm going to create the comments for five kids in this next 20 minutes. So then you know, at the end of the 20 minutes, you've done it, and you can start to trust yourself that you're going to do
0: what you set out to do. I love that. So kind of like working on creating something more quantifiable, something more tangible Mm. with your goals so that they're less open-ended and therefore you can hold yourself more accountable in addition to building that kind of trust piece of, okay, I did what I was going to set out to do.
1: Yeah. And it's also, it'll help you focus too. Cause sometimes I talk to teachers and they say, well, I was writing my morning message and then I remembered I didn't finish my photocopying. So then I had to do that photocopying and then I had this thing on the floor. And then by the end of it, my kids are here and I'm not even done my morning (laughs) message. So that way, you know, like, okay, this is what I'm doing with my, that moment of time. I'm
0: going to complete this. Yeah. I love that. And how far in advance do you recommend kind of choosing what task you're going to do for that prep? Yeah, oh, that actually brings
1: me my second, my second tip. So yeah, yeah. a segue. Um, So what I recommend is prepping at least like deciding what you're going to use your prep time at least 24 hours in advance. If you can, I like to do it. I call it the intentional 10, like spending 10 minutes at the beginning of each week so that you can plan out your prep times kind of like you would maybe like a lesson or a routine. Um, And so I like to do it once a week, but at least 24 hours in advance. And the reason for this is when we sit down, we often have a few things that can waste our time. So one of it is what I call mental negotiation. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this when you're like, should I do this or should I do that? Oh, I'm really tired. That sounds hard. I'll just do this easy thing. And then you don't get to the hard thing or the thing that's more important. Or you just get to your prep time and you go like, oh, I've got this mountain of paperwork and things on my desk i need to clear this off first and then there are all these like toys or things like center work that hasn't been cleaned up i'm just going to clean this up first and then you sit down and you're tired you need a moment you scroll socials and then your break is gone or your prep is gone. so when you have a clear idea of this is the result i'm going to create and i've planned it out so i know what i'm going to use my prep time for then you can feel a lot more productive and you can still decide i want to spend 20 minutes talking to a colleague right now or I want to spend five minutes just scrolling socials like that's part of my plan it's okay I feel good about that but I know I'm still going to get the thing done that I needed to get done.
0: I love that I actually do that for myself too because I was finding I only have about an hour to work per day during nap which is very similar to a prep and every day I would sit down and be like I have literally (laughs) 6 million things to do. And then I felt like I was getting nothing done Mm -hmm. Now on Fridays. I sit down and I schedule out what I'm going to do each day of the week. And I'm very mindful of like what days I'm more busy than others. So if I have an appointment or if we have swimming lessons, I book specific tasks in on that day so that I know I'm more likely to actually succeed. I've been doing it for a few weeks and it works wonderfully. So I can only imagine how effective it would be in the classroom as well. And the one thing that I like to do to kind of when those things pop up in the moment and I'm like, oh, but I want to actually work on this other thing. I don't let myself instead mm-hmm. I have a sticky note on the next week and I write down a note to myself like I want to get this done and then I have it there. It's off my brain. It's kind of off my radar of things I want to get done right away. I've honored it. I've given it time. It's I'm gonna I'm going to do it next week. And then on that Friday, I can sit down and schedule it in for the next week. Absolutely, absolutely. And I love too that you're thinking about like
1: what you actually have going on in the day. Because when you can say, Oh, I'm I have swimming lessons, or I have this kind of maybe we're doing something like something more involved. And we're just going to take up a lot more energy with your kindergartners, for example, you can know, okay, maybe I should do something a little bit easier. Because if I try to do something that's really mentally taxing, I'm not going to have the energy to actually even accomplish it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And obviously every single day of the week is going to have little different things on it. Maybe you had a duty right before or right after. And that means that you have a little bit less time for setting up your centers or whatever. So just mm-hmm. being mindful of that so that you can plan productively what you're going to do with your time.
1: Absolutely. Love it. Yeah. So that is my second one. So the first one is um don't work on something, produce a result. The next is to plan your prep times. And really, when you plan your prep times, like you said, like you can get so much more done. But you also one thing that I, I um, like, I know that it can save you an hour or two or more. But the other thing that is really wonderful about it is like kind of a side kind of ripple effect is it can give you so much more energy and creativity. Like I one of the teachers I worked with, she teaches Um, pre-K, K, K, and grade one. And she said that now she has so much more energy and creativity to actually kind of think creatively and how to support like some of the really challenging behaviors she's got in her her classes this year because she's planning her prep. So it's really a fantastic practice if you can try it. I know a lot of people feel like a little bit of hesitation. (laughs) first hear it, but it's
0: worth trying out. Yeah, I think it just takes getting used to because it's a different process than maybe what we're used to, but it is true. We all have a limited capacity, a limited creative capacity, a limited Mm. energetic capacity, and if we're using part of that capacity every single time we sit down for our prep to decide what we're doing and to kind of scramble and open up your email, answer a few here, open up your daybook, do a little documenting. If you're spreading your capacity out like that in such a disorganized way, it just means that you're draining yourself that much more Mm. than if already pre-decided you no longer have that decision fatigue at all you just sit down so get going so it is a really great way to kind of conserve your energy throughout the week maintain that capacity and then you know you're able to distribute it to different areas yeah
1: because when you teach little ones when you teach grade like kindergarten i'm assuming most of your listeners are k teachers maybe grade one you need so much energy so whenever you can consider your energy and manage it that can make a huge impact yeah absolutely Okay, so the last idea is that one thing that I've noticed or one mistake that I've heard from teachers is that they kind of spend all their energy supporting their kids, which is awesome. But then they basically are the one doing everything and they spend their prep times half of it cleaning up their desk, cleaning up their centers cleaning up things that kind of got disorganized during the during their class, and they spend half their prep times doing that. So one of the things that I recommend is the idea of systematizing your classroom. So instead of you doing everything, your kids have a role in it too. And it kind of ro- like it, um, it works together. And so your students, I mean, some of it is really obvious, like we want to put our pencils away and things like that. But if you can have different systems and routines so that your students are supporting you, so you don't spend all your time, time getting your classroom ready to go you're already ready to work it can make a
0: big impact too totally you're speaking my language i am totally obsessed with co-creating and co-planning and mm-hmm. i just find it such a great way to like increase that engagement create these stakeholders in education and just ensure that everyone feels seen and also feels represented in the classroom because if they are part of the planning part of the cleaning up they're just so much more likely to take better care of all the supplies want to maintain a tidier Mm -hmm. space in addition to increasing their interest and engagement all along. So it's really just a triple win.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It kind of makes me think of, I don't know if you've heard this idea as a parent, but The idea of like if your kids are not like I I don't know about you, but my kids are definitely have very strong preferences around food. But if you get them involved in the cooking and they're kind of like interacting with like with the food and you get them involved in your like when you go grocery shopping and things like that, they may not choose the food right away, but they're getting exposed to it and they're getting more involved in like their food education. And so then they want to be become more part of it. And they're more likely to actually try it later. Like to me, it's the same thing in the classroom when you can get them more involved in what they're doing and they're responsible for their space and they're kind of part of that community. I love that idea that they're more involved in their in their own education rather than like having this passive thing and the teacher giving all the energy out to the kids and the kids just receiving it. It's like, like, I don't know if you've ever experienced this when you're just done for the day and the bell rings and the kids are like bursting with energy because you've been giving all your energy to them.
0: <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm with you. And I have a whole other episode coming out soon about co-creation and co-planning and the value behind that because one awesome. of my- like best mottos, I would think is just never do something a student can do. Like you don't need to be the one doing everything. If they can do it, maybe it'll take a bit longer. Maybe it won't be as like Pinterest perfect as you want it to be. But it's a win because you didn't have to do it. And you're increasing their stake, increasing their engagement, increasing everything. So if we can use our play block to be co-planning and co-setting up or whopping out your sensory bin or whatever, that's one less thing you have to do on your prep. And we all know mm-hmm. there's literally 6 million things that we have to be doing on prep. So whatever we can take out of that, the better. Yeah. And then they're learning all these other
1: skills too that are so important, rather not just, you know, learning their letters and things like that, but learning responsibility and personal responsibility and, and, you know, cooperation and supporting the classroom. I think it's such a beautiful thing. Um, I totally, totally agree.
0: Yeah, like I said, triple win, no negatives. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) The only thing I think that's maybe a struggle at first with that is that they don't do it, Like, it feels like you could just do it faster. So why don't you just do it right away? But when you can kind of like get them involved and there's a lot of, I would, I don't know if you're going to like this word, but training time, like (laughs) get used to it. But in the long run, it's totally, totally worth it.
0: Yeah, exactly. There's definitely a gradual release of responsibility that needs to happen through Mm -hmm. modeling and all of that. But that's like everything, right? Everything is a learning curve. Everything is taking time that we need to learn to adjust. And same with all these tips that you told us about today. It might feel uncomfortable, like you mentioned at first, Mm -hmm. to have a plan and to sit down on Tuesday and say, Okay. Well, today I planned on answering five or sending five positive parent emails and going through my documentation to make sure I have something for everyone, but something else came up in the day and really just challenging yourself to trust the plan, trust your past Mm -hmm. self and honor your future self too, by sticking with whatever plan you'd already decided on absolutely and when you can
1: notice what you've actually been able to accomplish that's going to help you with supporting that habit change like when you can notice oh I was able to do this like I saw that win rather than always looking at all the things you haven't done yet it's going to help you build momentum and be able to change those habits because it is a bit of a habit change to to think about working on a result rather than creating a result rather than working on something
0: yeah and one uh, I guess my last tip for this episode would be to to give yourself grace too like uh, when i first Mm -hmm. started planning out my schedule for the week i was putting in way too much stuff and then when i wasn't able to accomplish it because it was not realistic for me to get all that done i was disappointed or i would look at my still empty to-do list so now what i've started doing is just really being honest with myself about how much time tasks are going to take but also what other things i need to do during that break yes i have an hour and a half during nap but the first 20 minutes is getting my lunch and cleaning up our play area really quickly, then I can settle down. So if I have just a few tasks on it, if I have any bonus time, amazing. I go look at my bonus list of tasks that I can do if I have extra time. So mm-hmm. just being mindful of that too. Like you don't want to cram your preps so much because you're trying to be super productive that it actually ends up being an energy drain as well.
1: Yeah, totally. Like one of the ways that I Um, share this is the idea of like putting it out before it's perfect. Like I call it put it out before it's perfect or like your beta version, your first kind of draft rather than feeling like, Oh, I need to, I don't know how long tasks are going to take me. And it feels overwhelming to be able to plan it out. If you can say like, I'm just going to try it. I'm going to decide this. this is my plan for this week. I'll see how it goes. Maybe tasks take me a little bit longer than I think or a little bit less time. And then as you continue practicing, you refine it and it gets easier over time. But I love the idea of like giving yourself grace, make it imperfect, just try it out and then improving it over time rather than like feeling like, oh, it's not working.
0: Totally. Okay, well, I feel like we could talk about this literally all day long, especially think I feel like this is one of your passions is just helping teachers really focus in. So let us know, let us know where we can find you what kind of things you're offering what you've got coming down the pipeline where everyone can can get to you.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, it was my pleasure being here. I love, it was, yeah, I absolutely love talking about this. But so teachers can find me at Parfaitement Bilingue. So I am, yeah, I support French teachers. So Parfaitement Bilingue, are, it's perfectly bilingual in English. <laughs> and uh, um, so you can find me on Instagram there at Parfaitement Bilingue. And if you are interested and you'd like to learn how to plan out your prep times and you want the step-by-step I do have a free guide that your um, the teachers can uh, download if they'd like and it's called the intentional 10 Um, and that way it can really give you the step-by-step so you can really get to planning those prep times in a way that feels um, doable and really like supportive of you and your and your students.
0: I'll link all her socials and I'll link that um, planning template for you as well in the show notes. So make sure you check those out before you go and head into this new journey of using your preps more effectively. Yes. yes. (laughs) But thank you so much for being my first ever guest. So exciting. I absolutely loved it. I hope that everyone listening got some amazing takeaways. You're feeling inspired, refreshed, and ready to take on your preps in a new light. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much. All right, so we will end today's episode there. I hope you guys found these tips really helpful and that you're feeling inspired and energized as you head back into your classrooms. Definitely check out those show notes so you can find all the freebies that Lauren talked about. And until next time, have a lovely rest of your week. Sparkle and shine.